Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Ezra Martin Show. Um, as you guys know, this last couple of weeks of the election has been a uh, tiring process. It's been it's been interesting for sure. Uh, we obviously know that the news media has uh, declared Biden the winner, which we know isn't the case. You know, we know there's a lot of lawsuits going on right now. There's a lot of fraud going on and a lot of recounts that are probably going to be happening here soon. Um, needless, needless to say... I am extremely, extremely ashamed of our election process and how our elections have been so tainted in America and how easily they've been swayed, how you can manipulate votes, you can manipulate mail-in ballots. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that we've even allowed it to come to this point. But you know what would be the easy solution to this? The voter ID. Everyone has to have a driver's license to drive. You have to have an ID to buy alcohol. You have to have a state ID in some states. So it's like, why are we so against voter ID? Because the left knows if we get some sort of identification to it, they're going to lose more elections than you think. But meanwhile, they just manipulate voters. They buy votes. They shift the narrative. It's unbelievable. But honestly, like I don't see a lot of people talking about the Republicans. Why haven't the Republicans done something to protect the vote? Why haven't they pushed the voter ID um, issue like what why why can't they do this you know so just as much as i think the democrats are evil i think that the republicans have failed in multiple areas um, i'm a republican but i'm not ashamed to call out another republican that's that's the difference between us and democrats is democrats are all in it together and if you dare think differently or leave that you're a racist you're a bigot you're hateful whatever the case may be they find some way to attack you but the Republicans, we're very open-minded. We think, we look at the facts, we look at cause and reactions. We look at what happens after you implement a certain policy, cause and effect, essentially. So today I want to talk about the left's racist roots and the things that they don't like to talk about. Going back into the 1800s, we obviously know the Democrats were the party of the South, you know, slavery, all that stuff. But let's move into... What happened? Why did the South need slaves? Obviously, we know they needed to have people to work on their farms as they expanded out West. Andrew Jackson was the, one of the first Democrat presidents of the time. And his goal was to expand America out West. Most, most Americans had the same ideology back then. It wasn't until like the mid-1850s till we saw the two-party system and the different ideas over political values and stuff like that. But America's moving out West. The South needed workers to work the farms as we expanded. So what Democrats do is they bring in slaves from Africa to work these farms. Very, very immoral situations. You know, the right, the, the ideology of that you could own another human being is pure evil. I think most Christians and most right Republicans would understand that at that time. So introduce Abraham Lincoln and the Republican Party. Now the South didn't like Abraham Lincoln because he was an abolitionist. He believed in canceling out the slaves trade all that stuff he wanted to get away do away with that and give black people their right to citizenship and no means is it okay to own another human being essentially so obviously we know the republicans won the civil war and after the civil war the emancipation proclamation was presented voted on the 1866 civil rights bill that gave black people the right to citizenship so what was the Democrats' response to this? Obviously, they were powerless, you know, since the North won the war. 
there's a lot of stuff figuring out like how the states are going to come back into the union, how we're going to trans back, transition back into political powers and whatnot. But the Democrats' response to slavery being ended was were Jim Crow laws, segregation, redlining, but most important of all is sharecropping. Now, sharecropping was a form of slavery guised under the contract of farming. So what they would do is with black people, they would have them work on the farms under contract. And you would have to you would have to meet these certain requirements or goals or a quota to get a portion of the payment of the farm. Now, what the Democrats would do, these farmers, they would set these expectations just ridiculously high, un, most of the time unreachable. So in the farm season, it was no surprise that a lot of these people could not reach their goals. But under contract, they would have to come back the next season, work the land, and meet their expectations, and then make up for what they lost last year. It was a never-ending cycle. It never ended. I mean, it was literally legalized slavery. It was their way to suppress the black people and keep them under control and them in power. So we fast forward to the 1960s. Now you're saying, oh, well, the, the Democrats are different today than they were back then. Not really. Not really. They just hide it better. Democrats from the end of slavery all the way up to the 1960s, and even a little bit after, still voted against every civil rights bill that was passed by Republicans. Overwhelming majority of Republicans supported every civil rights bill. So we move into the 60s, and obviously we had a lot of movements in the United States, Martin Luther King, etc., but did you know it was majority of Democrats that voted against the 64 and 65 Civil Rights Bill? But history won't teach you that. History will teach you that the parties flipped in the 60s, and the Democrats are now the Republicans, and the Republicans are now the Democrats, which is a lie. Nothing backs that up. After the Civil Rights Bill was passed, the Civil Rights Bills were passed, no one really switched parties. I believe there's like two or three people that actually switched parties, but it wasn't even until 1994 until the majority of the South started to vote Republican. So why did why did Republicans wait 40 years to switch parties? It just doesn't line up. It's all a narrative set by the left and identity politics that was pushed by the left. And, and I explain identity politics in this way. So we move back, Lyndon Baines Johnson, obviously was the president at that time. And in passing the Civil Rights Bill, you know, it was kind of a big movement, so he was kind of forced to do so. He was also the author of The Great Society and the Liberal Welfare State. One of the quotes that they won't teach you is Lyndon Baines Johnson said, if I can't control their bodies, and he was referring to black people, I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for the next hundred years. Now, why would he say that? Does he really care about minorities in America? Did he really care about the blacks? So that's why he pushed the liberal welfare state? Seems to me like he kind of knew what he was doing and the majority of the Democrats knew what they were doing. But it wasn't that long ago. I mean, 1960 was, what, 60 years ago? So, I mean, most of those people around that area that were maybe 20, 30 are still alive today. But it just doesn't happen overnight. They, they are the same today as they were back then. They just hide it. But no one wants to talk about the damaging effects that welfare has had on society. You literally go from married couples being a, what, 70% of black kids had a two-parent home, and then 30, 40 years later, it's almost a third, 33%. When you, when you take people and make them depend on the government, you have more control. You have the votes. They're easier to get. 
So the, the Democrats, they pushed the liberal welfare state because, the, like Lyndon Baines Johnson said, they'll have a voting Democrat for the next 100 years, which look how over time that has changed these communities into voting Democrat. And in these communities, if you, if you think outside the box or come out as a Republican, you get called whitewashed. You're an Uncle Tom. You're a coon. But these are, these are people who claim to be the least racist people in America and claim to be social justice warriors or not. Why is that? Why do they think that that's okay? Certainly the left thinks it's okay because they have a presidential candidate that gets away with saying a lot of racist things. Like if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, you ain't black. Hold on. Joe Biden said that. Or he said... Poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. What gives you a right to say that, Joe? Imagine if a Republican said that. Imagine if Donald Trump said that. They would go off their rockers with that. I mean, look in uh, Charlottesville with the, the statue that they wanted to tear down of Robert E. Lee. You had your social justice warriors on one side, and you had some Confederate flag flying white people on the other side. Now, I understand both sides why they want the statue down, and I understand why they want to keep the statue up. He's a historical figure. Even if you don't like him or don't agree with him, there's still things to learn from his life, like his leadership, his war experience. Like Obviously, he was, a, he was a character in history that was more or less kind of successful and got to a position that he is today, or he was. But Donald Trump said, you had very fine people on both sides. The media takes that part and says, he just said that white supremacist and KKK people are very fine people. But what they don't tell you is they don't follow up with it and f finish the rest of the clip or the video. And they, Donald Trump said, you have very fine people on both sides, but I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the KKK and the white supremacists. Those people should be totally condemned. But people don't, people don't do their research. They don't listen to that. They just believe whatever four or five second clip that's shared on BuzzFeed and they just go with it. I had this person I knew over the summer and she claimed like literally did not know anything about politics. She knew nothing. She said, I can't even give you a reasonable guess of what politics are for, or what Republicans stand for, or Democrats stand for, or whatever. But she could literally tell me every racist thing Trump has said, but she claimed to know nothing about politics. And also then I kind of go into her and just give her a little, few little Joe Biden quotes here and there. And she didn't have a single a single clue, I'm not kidding you, a single clue that Joe Biden said any of those. Now, why is that? We live in a, in a tech era where everything is accessible. You can literally search something and find it in literally seconds. It's because the media and big tech is controlled by the conglomerate left. They control everything that we see on social media. How many times would you share a story this year or see on Facebook and you have those fact checkers that go on there to shift the narrative and take away from the truth of the situation. But no, they uh, they have their independent fact checkers. But that's what I'm saying is they, they're controlling it. They're controlling a narrative and almost like putting Joe Biden up on his pedestal and carrying him right to the presidential seat. It's complete BS. But I think, I really think that we have a great group of people and young people that are rising up and like seeing these lies that are pushed by the left and these narratives. Because I speak for myself. I know a lot of young kids that you know, they're kind of sick and tired. They're tired of being quiet. They're tired of people telling them how to think or how to live life or how to vote. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is going on along with the left is they always preach that they're the party of tolerance and love. 
but a couple weekends ago, I, I volunteered at the GOP office here in Normal, and I was helping out with like giving people signs, getting them information, whatnot, uh, making packets for local political candidates. And every person that came in there to get a new sign had some sort of story about how they were yelled at or their sign was stolen or they had an intolerant neighbor who yelled at them. But I'm telling you, these these aren't coincidences. This is the tolerant left that are throwing out these accusations. They're, they're violent people. I mean, look what look across America of everything that they, they deemed okay. I mean, look at the riots. I experienced riots firsthand here in Normal at a Target store. Um, they were, after the George Floyd situation, everything like that, they, they were uh, looting our Target. And me and my friends, we went up there to watch it. And it was, it was almost unbelievable. Like, we live in a small town of 100,000 people, and we're seeing this here. It was unbelievable. As we were watching these people run into the store, and the police literally useless. Like, they couldn't even control these people. They just left. So everyone runs in the store, starts stealing stuff. I saw one kid amongst everyone. He was picking up glass from the police cars. He was picking up trash. And I said to my friends, like, Let, let's go help him. Like, let's go help him pick up some stuff. And me and him started picking up stuff. You know, people are running through us, going in the store, stealing. Before you know it, we had over 20 people, 20 young kids my age, helping out, picking up, cleaning up the glass from the police cars. There was, like, some riot shields that are laying around that are all busted up. We were, we were cleaning up everything we could. There was papers everywhere. And that, to me, shows, like, the true American pride that we have, like, there's still good people in this country that care about where they live and what they do. But the left literally just pushes off to the side. They say the riots are peaceful. They have a reason to think this way, to believe this way. It's unbelievable what they, they deem okay under social justice. Like, it all goes back to feelings. I don't know where I got off of this rabbit trail, but it sounded good for the moment. But getting back to what we were talking about, how the Democrats are racist today... It all stems back to the liberal welfare state. They can't literally admit that they're wrong and see that the damages that the liberal welfare state had on society. We talk about the incentive of where it gave communities, like if you were a single mother, you get welfare a lot easier. So it's like they literally took the black, they took, not black, they took the father out of the home in these communities. And as you and I know, a father is one of the most important roles in a family because when you're growing up, you need that guidance in your life. You need that person to teach you work ethic. And I can say in my own life, I don't think I would be at where I'm at today if I didn't have a good dad in my life teaching me how to work hard at a young age, the value of money, responsibility, the difference between right and wrong. So over 20, 30, 40 years, you take the father out of these homes, you inject welfare into these communities, and you take out the incentive to work. What do you expect? It's heartbreaking, really. You drive through some of these communities and you think, how could anyone live like this? But yet these politicians who pad, pad their pockets, let it sit by and they let nothing happen. They let everything or they let everything happen in these communities, but they do nothing. They don't do anything to fix it. But yet they have the nerve to call a president racist because of false accusations. They call Trump racist. But would a racist implement opportunity zones the platinum plan would he implement economic change in these communities would he allow so many jobs to be poured in these communities and have the record low unemployment numbers for black communities 
How is that guy a racist? He's literally been the best president to help out minorities in America, but yet the left has called him racist for the last four years. He's been under attack constantly by the, the elitist in the media. But yet they have the nerve to tell me that I'm racist for voting for Donald Trump or I'm a white supremacist. See, see what I mean? The left believes in identity politics. But yet they blame that on us in the 60s. They said it was Republicans who started going after the white, white racist people in the South. But it's just not true. I believe that there was a, a heart change in the South because of the civil rights movements. I believe there's a spiritual revival in the South that also helped change people's opinion about current things in the, in the, and that was going on in that time. But another reason they don't talk about is the North was primarily built up of businesses and North was very Republican. But as businesses also moved down South, it brought more Republican voters. So there was no farming for votes or farming for new people to vote for the Republican Party. It's just a natural change. Like things can happen. But what's most shameful about the Democrats is they don't take responsibility for their actions of what they did from the 1860s to the 1960s to now. It'd be one thing if the Democrats would say, we did that and we were wrong, but they never will. They will never admit that they're wrong. They find it easier just to blame someone else, blame a different party. It goes back to my last episode about the victim mentality. They find it easier to be a victim than a successor. As a Republican, I believe in presenting facts, and I, and I believe in re looking into the results. What does this policy change? How does this help me? How does this help others? Not how I can get more control or more votes, because that's not right. So moving today, I mean, how often, I know I personally, I'll give a personal example. Um, about a couple months ago, I was uh, fixing my Trump flag that I had on my deck at my apartment complex. It was getting all shriveled up and it started to, like catch and wouldn't it would wrap up and like catch on the strings like catch on the bottom and it would just it would go nowhere. So it was getting kind of ugly. But I went out there to unravel it, untangle it, and my neighbor across the street uh, through his window he goes, "F Donald Trump, you a hole," and I was like, "What the heck?" I turned around. I was like. I didn't even know what, what happened. I just kind of walked back inside and I'm like, that just literally happened. I just got yelled at for flying the Trump flag, right? So I go inside and I think, oh, I got a brand new one in my room that's brand new. It's bigger. It's going to look better. So I go out there. I start putting up my newer, bigger flag. He uh, goes outside, gets in his car, and he goes, F Trump, you racist a-hole. And all this stuff starts calling me names, like calling me a racist. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a racist, whatever, you know, I turn around and he starts threatening me that he's going to come up there and beat me up. And I said, dude, there's no reason to fight. I said, you have every right to say what you just said, just as much as I have every right to fly the flag. That's the key difference. I understand he has a right to say what he wants, but he's an idiot for saying it. But I'm not intolerant of his different viewpoints because he has every right to believe how he wants. But yet if you're a leftist, you believe that no one has a right to think differently than you do. I think of my good friend Aaron Chess from Peoria. Yeah, he's running for a city council in that town, but he grew up in Southside Peoria, raised a Democrat, but over the last couple of years he started to leave the Democrat Party and become a Republican because he actually did research on what the Republican Party actually stands for and how they actually help out people 
regardless of every color, do they just help out everyone with better jobs, better business, better accountability? So he starts to leave the Democratic Party, and people that he grew up with and his friends, they call him whitewash, and Uncle Tom, a coon, you name it. But how is that tolerant? That there in and of itself is racist. But yet they have the nerve to call us the racist when they have no backing, false accusation. Like, you know how serious it is to be a racist? Like, that. there's no laws against saying something or saying something racist. But we have a culture that today, and it's uncommon in most parts of the world, that you say something racist, you could lose your job, your social standing, you'd be excommunicated from certain groups. Like, that's pretty impressive that that's here in America, but they've twisted it. They've they've used that word so much that, man, it could just get thrown around anywhere and you call everyone a racist. It gets nothing solved. So they're actually taken away from real racism in America, like what my friend Aaron has experienced. He went to a Trump rally with me the other weekend, and people were calling him names on social media. They're like, how could you go to a Trump rally? You're black and all this stuff. It's like, it doesn't matter what color you're on. If you can support policies because that person's a good person knows how to change or better off a country, then I'm going to support him regardless of his color. I could care less about your color. The problem in America is we push education that teaches you that you're different. They teach that because you're white, you have this certain privilege that you're going to be better than everyone else in the world. I'm no better than anyone in this entire country. I just work hard and get to where I want to be with my own life. doesn't matter what color you are. But then they teach these, these kids growing up, they're like, since you're black, you're different than other, anyone else. You're, you're going to make less than everyone else. And when you start teaching people that, no surprise that they're going to be down on themselves and not set high expectations and high goals. I mean, why is that? Why don't we teach everyone that everyone has a special place in life? They can get to where they want to go if they just apply themselves, hold a job, work hard, and have self-accountability. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with personal accountability and not playing a victim. Like Just like I talked about in my last episodes, everyone finds it easier to be a victim, and then it just traps them and keeps them economically lower than everyone else. Like, Go out and achieve something. Be a better person. That's what I say. Don't let these politicians tell you how to think or how to believe. You have your own brain that you can use and do your own research, regardless of your color. Break those break those chains of having to think that since you're black, you have to be a Democrat. Break it. Like Leave that. Do your own research. See what they're really feeding you. And you'll find that they feed you all these lies to keep you suppressed and keep you voting Democrat, just like Lyndon Baines Johnson said. I'll have you guys voting Democrat for the next hundred years. How racist is that? Because you're black, he's going to have you voting Democrat. It's unbelievable what they push. It's unbelievable, and they don't get called out for it. The Democrats, they, they, they turn an eye, they turn, turn away. They don't see that anymore. They don't know. They, they like to hide their racist roots. But better off, let's just blame it on the Republicans. That That's easier because Republicans just roll over and take it. We don't fight back enough. And that's the real problem with some of these Republicans. They just sit back and let things happen because they know that in their certain area, they're going to get their votes to get win their re-election. Well, if they keep it up, they're going to lose more and more. And you're going to get so far behind, you're not going to know where to catch up. It's unbelievable. But... Why don't we 
why don't we just focus on being a better people as a whole? doesn't matter regardless of what party you're on or Republican, Democrat. If you have good policy, I'm going to vote for you. It's just more or less, it's just more on the Republican side that I side with. But we have to change the education system in America. We have to restore real history, constitutional history, and just restore history that teaches that you're an American and you could be successful. That's what I believe in. We have to change society that says, I'm not going to be the victim anymore. I'm my own person. I'm going to be successful. We have to change it in society that thinks just because I saw it on the news means it's true. We have to start doing our research. Statistics show and that in America, the poorer you are, the more you're off to vote left. Why would we, why would we vote for a party that's been keeping us suppressed for years and years? They don't want you to be successful because that equals control. Statistics and studies show that when you make more money as a society, you are more giving. You value life more. You value others more. So why would they implement the welfare state? Why would they implement the stuff to keep people poor? Because it keeps them voting Democrat. I was jumping into some statistics and some numbers, and it was almost like 60% of people who make under thirty or $40,000 a year voted left. And as, as you got higher, about 50, 60, 70,000 kind of went out to about be 50, 50%. But if you make over 100,000, over 60, 65% vote Republican. So why do the Democrats want to keep you poor? It's like I said, it's for votes. It's for more power. It's for more control. You got to break it. Vote for those who want to make your life better. I look at what Donald Trump's done over the last four years. People in America are making more money on average. The tax cuts allow for more businesses to come in these communities, more businesses to open up, expand, more jobs means more money. I was just in St. Louis over the weekend, and I went to this place called Mission Taco, a great place, highly recommend it. But as I was talking with one of my friends who's a realtor in the area, we were in an area where they called, I forget what they called it, but it was a place that was directly affected by what Trump implemented called Opportunity Zones. That gives businesses and people incentives to build in these areas and get tax cuts and tax breaks and whatnot. These are communities that have struggled for a long, long time. And there was buildings being built there. There was jobs. There was places to eat. And it's almost like it didn't even look real. But I was like, this is a direct result of opportunity zones. People are making more money. They're happier. Why wouldn't we want more of that? Why do the Democrats fight that so hard? Because of control and power. It's so simple. So simple. I just I just hope we can wake up to that. Or wake up to all these things that are going on and realize like the truth and where we're actually headed as a country. I hope people that could wake up and just see the Democrats for who they really are and see the Republicans for who they are. And although I think there's great Republicans out there, we have to do a good job of calling out the ones who aren't so great and who just play politics and pad their pockets because that's not going to help out anyone. I think that's another reason I like Donald Trump so much is he's not a politician. He's just there to make everyone's life better. He left a billionaire lifestyle, lost a lot of money, his businesses have suffered just to sacrifice his life so he could lead America and sacrificed his own lifestyle so he could lead America. I'm voting for that guy. That guy had my vote. 
why, why would he put himself through four years of constant pressure and terror from these leftists and the Russian investigation, the impeachment? I highly doubt he does that just to be in power. I think it's because he loves America and he wants to make life better. He was tired of us getting screwed over by the left. He's tired of us getting screwed over by all these other countries that do nothing for us. And he wanted to put American first. And Democrats hated that. They hated that he didn't care about what color you are, where you came from, or how you identified. They hated that. Trump just wants to make life better for all, and we can see that statistically. He has. The exception of coronavirus this year, obviously that sent the whole country in a downward spiral economically, but we're recovering. And you'll see that states that are recovering better are the Republican-ran states. Why is that? they don't believe to have power control over their people. They let the people govern themselves. They let people elect people that can rule, but without, without their own personal opinion, they listen to their people. Democrats, on the other hand, they want control. They want to push you down. I mean, here in Illinois, we have a Democratic governor. He locked our state down, sent hundreds of thousands of people to the unemployment line. When we finally are opening up and building again, he locked us down again. You can't even go to a restaurant right now because it's all locked down, which is going to directly affect everyone who works. I mean, it's going to affect my job. It's just unbelievable to see the differences, but some people just refuse to see it. They refuse to see the biasness. But what I say is wake up, fight harder, work harder, be better, and things are going to change around. I, I promise you they will. So, till next time, I appreciate you guys joining with me. Thanks.